0: Hello, and welcome to the Recovering Christian Entrepreneur Show. We have here Cam Snow, and hey I am your co-host, Carla Snow. And today's going to be a little bit of a different type of episode in the best way possible. Oh, we are here about full transparency.
1: Yeah. Where oh, we go? It's <laughs> good.
0: And we originally, our plan... Was to talk about the closed fist versus the open fist in regards to money, scarcity, and abundance. Because last week we talked over vision, and a lot of times when we go over vision, one of the things that was my phone, one of the things that always comes up is uh, revenue scaling something in regards to money, both business. Yeah, making more of it, both in business and in personal. Well, full transparency, we started that episode. And immediately, I noticed Cam get pretty activated. Triggered. Very, very triggered. Sorry, that's my that's my word. I uh, read people's body language and their energy uh, around what is coming up for them. Mm-hmm. So I took the liberty of pausing the episode
1: got about 3 minutes
0: in. About 3 minutes in. Yeah. Yeah, very uh triggered and honestly being triggered is actually a beautiful thing. Because being triggered means that there's an area in your life and in your body that you get to heal. It's an opportunity.
1: That's what we're going to do Yeah, right now.
0: So we're yeah. going to kind of uh, take a little uh, behind the scenes.
1: Take our own medicine here. Take
0: our own medicine. Yeah. And uh, record this because um, I felt like this might be super valuable for people who might be listening in who don't know us that see us producing content and showing up and being yeah. vulnerable and thinking, oh, oh they have. Share their story, thing. yeah, all the yeah, things. Share the their things. story so easily. Nope. Here's the real, real.
1: It's the real, real. Yeah. I, I kind of already know where some of this is coming from, which is uh, as we start on the topic of money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um My mind immediately, oh man, this is so juicy. My mind immediately goes to like my upbringing and more of my family context. Mm. Um, some, some church context, but when I think about like my upbringing, my family context, my family and social context was my church context because my family is super, super involved in the church. Um, like everything socially for us revolved around the church. The vast majority of friends that I had growing up were from the church. And then when I started going to school, I went to a private Christian school and half of the kids from my church also went to this school. (laughs) Yeah. So for me, uh, like everything, a lot of my beliefs are like intertwined with these things. So a few minutes ago, when we started this episode, as I'm kind of reflecting, I'm like, okay, what was triggering me was the idea of sharing a little bit more about my personal past, mm-hmm. my personal story, and the fears around, oh my gosh, like, I want to make sure that I share my story without like making my family look bad or blaming anybody else or making figures in my past look bad. Mm-hmm. Um, important people in my life that I don't want them to look bad and I don't wanna come across as like, oh my gosh, I have these you know messed up money beliefs that ran my business and cost me a lot of money and cost me a lot of opportunity I don't want it to come across as like oh I'm blaming people. I'm blaming somebody else for my beliefs. And it's just like even touching the thought that that could be a reality is like what's triggering and bringing up all this like emotional stuff as I'm like thinking through it. And um yeah. That's what's coming up.
0: Yeah. So One, thank you for being very honest and open about all of this because it can be very difficult to have a large platform and uh, show this side. And really quickly, uh, when Cam was uh, talking about uh, what's coming up for him and he used the word, um, I am afraid... Basically like there's this level of fear around blaming someone else for something that you hold in your own hand. Mm. And I looked up the definition of blame and it's assigning responsibility for a fault or wrong. So when Mm. you actually, what it actually means to blame someone is to say that someone is the person who did something wrong or they are responsible for something wrong that someone else did or for a bad situation that happened. Hmm. So when you say this fear of like blaming someone, Mm -hmm. in order to blame someone, you would have to completely absolve yourself of any and all responsibility.
1: Right. Which would be impossible to do here. Yeah. Because I was the one who took the actions that led to the consequences I experienced.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So for the listener, uh, whether you're on podcast or here on YouTube, when you have this fear with sharing your story, especially when someone else is involved, it's hard to separate your own identity from the situation and that other person's identity from the situation and able to talk in regards to the situation only. And so that's where the fear of blame comes Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. because your identity is wrapped up in the situation and therefore the other person. Yeah. So first and foremost, that fear can be absolved when... (laughs) I'm sorry, my son is asking for some more milk. Uh, So when we are sharing our story, that fear can be absolved once we actually look at just the situation. Yeah,
1: and you can take care of them because I think part of what...
0: I don't know what is happening with my chair. There we go.
1: So I think part of what happens when we start thinking about like, sharing the story and I can, I can tell you like what's happening in my body and you can probably relate to this. It's like, and if you're watching the video, you can see my, my body language is kind of like a little tensed up. Body. I feel, I guarded, I feel like tightness in my chest. Uh, I feel like my body's like getting warm and, and there's absolutely an element of me right now. It feels like I could just start crying and I don't exactly, like right now, I don't exactly know why that's all happening, which is why it's valuable having somebody else who can help you understand what's happening. Um, and, and this shows up in your marketing. It's shown up in my marketing for a long time. And having awareness around this process is really important because when you go to share something that you want to communicate to your audience and there's a sales purpose behind it, like I want to create trust with my audience in order to um, bring them to an experience where they're working with me. Like this triggered energy can either prevent you from showing up at all, or Mm -hmm. you show up in this kind of triggered state. And sometimes you can kind of just like blurt everything out and just like dump everything onto people without doing the work to work through it first. Which is what's happening right now. Is I'm kind of like peeling back the layers with Carla's help to understand like, okay, we brought up money. We want to talk to our audience and the listeners here about money. And all of a sudden, I feel super triggered. And we're starting to look at
0: what did that look like since it wasn't actually reported? Yeah, that part I, wasn't reported.
1: I started talking about um
0: feeling your body
1: chaos very chaotic Mm -hmm. felt very chaotic in my body um it felt like i didn't have a direction like i was being put on the spot and given an assignment and said like go do this thing and Mm -hmm. having no idea how to accomplish the task feeling out of control feeling um Feeling, yeah, feeling like I'm about to be exposed or I'm being exposed. And like, I'm supposed to be showing up as an expert in this thing and I'm actually not. And here's the proof. I don't know what I'm doing. And it's just like, and Carla asked me like, what's going wrong? I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing here.
0: Yeah. So it looks like all of a sudden you went from let's record a podcast, like I'm ready. Let's go to just like this immediate fog and this like I don't know what to talk about and this almost like this freeze in your brain.
1: Yeah. I have nothing to add. I have have no value to offer here.
0: Yeah. 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 And my money's a mess.
1: I have no business talking to people about money.
0: (laughs) yeah. 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 And so also what that looks like is basically in order to For Cam, and this might be something that uh, I would evaluate within yourself, but for Cam, when he's in that state of fear, immediately our bodies do what it does best and it protects us. So the defense mechanism for Cam around that fear is a fog of confusion.
1: Yeah. And just this like insane body sensation.
0: Yeah. You also act like you've had like 10 cups of coffee.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Super buzzing in
1: 10 different directions kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And the beauty within that is when you were able to recognize that you were able to pause that cycle of fight or flight and re-regulate. And when you were able to re-regulate, you were able to proceed. Cam is going to be doing some deep breaths to help himself regulate at this moment. But really quickly, for those that may not know, when you are in fight or flight, you breathe in your chest. So, if right now, take a second, are you breathing in your chest? Are you breathing here? And if you are, I want you to bring the energy back into your stomach. Sometimes I will literally put my hand on my stomach and take deep belly breaths. The reason why that is so key to keep doing that is it slowly tells your body that you are safe and it slowly shifts back to the parasympathetic system, also known as your rest and digest system. Because when we are in a mode of go, 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 we're in their mode of we've got to get
1: stuff done we gotta get a lot
0: of stuff done
1: yeah
0: the place we need to be is in a place of regulation
1: yeah Mm. so you know what's coming up for me now is like i've done some deep breathing and um i'm like getting back into my body and be like okay my body is a safe place to be it's okay for me to be here right now instead of just trying to evacuate Which is totally normal. Um, Now I'm kind of like thinking like, okay, what happened? What just happened here? What got so triggered? And usually like the process here is like the first thing that comes up is probably the right answer. It's like the first thing that came up was like a picture of me as like a little kid. And this idea of other people have money, not me. Mm. Not my family. other people have the authority around money, not me. And stepping into a, a situation where it's like I'm going to talk about money and I'm going to be sharing experiences and like teaching certain things that I've learned about money and putting myself as an authority like suddenly felt very unsafe for me. Mm-hmm. Growing up in an environment where the that child version of me, um, I learned that there were other people who had the money, a lot of it, more than we had. And that that meant something. Not entirely sure what that meant to little Cam, but one thing is clear as I'm thinking through it that is like, you know, this also ties into the whole, like, who is the authority in my life kind of thing? And I was taught that the Bible is the infallible and in word of God. It is the sole authority in my life. But what that translated to is that the, the church and the elders and the pastors, they're not God. They're not the Bible. That was very clear, but they have, they have authority and there's a level of authority there. And just in just kind of the way that um, I think that I perceived the dynamics of my church, life growing up in my family life and uh, my dad's work life and all those things kind of perceived that there were certain groups of people who had money and had authority and um, I kind of learned and maybe even trained myself to not listen to my voice but to listen to the voice of other people and to trust like the bible and there's that verse lean not on your own understanding (laughs) that would come up for me um, of like don't trust yourself cam you you don't you don't know other people know better other authorities know better and you know that whole belief system is one that i'm very aware of and has created a lot of ripples in my business, in my marriage, in my life of not listening to my own voice, but of listening to someone else's voice and putting someone else in their authority. And so what I'm seeing now as we're like working through this is that that triggering effect is this belief system that I know and that I've worked through before showing up in an area that I've never touched. Hmm. And so the feeling in my body as we started into that is the same feeling that I had the very first time that I touched this belief when it honestly, I don't even really know when that was, but it's just that, that almost panic, that panic feeling of like, this is not okay. It is not okay to like step in and own your voice in this way. And there's, and it feels like there's a grieving process for me to go through as well around the times that I would suppress that.
0: Absolutely. Woo. So there wow. is so much there. Yeah. And for the listener, you might be being, thinking, like, yeah, that's me. Every time I go to write,
1: yeah. or
0: I purposefully, I take pride in the fact that I can run my business without marketing.
1: Yeah. Just referrals. Just referrals. I'm just so good at what I do. So good at what I do that people just know about my gift and people talk about it. And so like that, that's how I've built my business is just from the network and the referral yeah. and the word of mouth marketing. And like, I'm proud of that.
0: Yeah. So for those people or really anyone mm. who is avoiding sharing their story or sharing their story and then hiding or hiding within sharing their story.
1: Yeah. That's a thing too.
0: What was the shift that needed to happen for you? In order in order to uh not tell me to take a hike when I suggested recording this episode.
1: No, that's a great that a <laughs> excellent question. Um, because there's abs- absolutely would have been a time where like talking about this or even talking about this belief and like recording it would have been like absolutely not, are we recording this? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So what was the shift that allowed me to be open enough? Um, I think the shift really was a process that had to occur. Um, because like on the surface level, the shift was realizing that my, my, my voice matters, that's valuable, my perspective matters, and that I can make decisions for my own life. And that I can trust myself to talk to God on my own. Um, and, but the process for how that had to happen, um, (laughs) was like, that's easy to say like, Oh, all I had to do was like, just, you know, trust that my voice is valuable and my perspective matters. Um, but the process for having to do that was a gradual process of meeting that child version of me over and over again and like assuring him that he's actually safe. And he's actually okay, and working through all the things that he was afraid of because it was showing up in my adult self. And a big thing that I had to do, um, well, I had to heal some pretty deep stuff that didn't feel related
0: to business,
1: to, to, or even to this belief. Mm. That's certainly not to business, um which just exposing a little bit of it is that when I was 14, my best friend passed away very unexpectedly. Um, she got sick and then she got pneumonia and she went to take a nap and she never woke up. And that experience was obviously very traumatic for me. Cause at that time in my life, I felt like that relationship was the only one where I felt truly understood. And I did a lot of work around that part of my life to like heal and recover from it as a recovering Christian entrepreneur. And, um, one of the, the linchpin moments was doing some breathwork session sessions with some, um, uh, facilitators that we had met and were coaching with at the time who, um, who helped me through that process of doing some breath work and some other somatic emotional healing things to realize that that 15, that 14 year old version of me had never been able to like grieve properly. And he was there the whole time waiting for the moment when I was going to give permission mm-hmm. to like grieve. And I think that I had taught myself for so many years that that part of my past, it was fine And I, it was okay to suppress that Mm -hmm. and that it was okay. And it needed to be suppressed because it wasn't acceptable. And so to allow myself to grieve that properly and scream and cry and sob in the way that he wanted to, I think was this major step in looking at myself and saying like, your story does matter. And it, I know that it matters because I'm going to give you the time and space to grieve the things that you were never allowed to grieve or never allowed yourself to grieve for whatever reason. That's how I told myself that my story actually mattered. Hmm. And that was this huge moment of being able to understand that because my story matters, because my experiences have mattered, that... I have learned things and I have expertise in these things. I'm an expert in what it feels like to suppress losing a loved one. I'm an expert in that. And now I am an expert in healing my story of it. Not everybody else's, but I'm an expert in what it meant for me to heal my story. And understanding that my experiences gave me these little pieces of expertise and allowing myself to put my arms around the sum total of those experiences and say like, no, I know things. I am an authority in certain things. And so I can trust my own voice on these things. And I think that was a big turning point in being able to say that I can make decisions for myself. Yeah. And I don't think that prior to this conversation, I had really understood that. So thank you yeah. for making, for like leading us into recording this. Yeah.
0: You're welcome. And for those listening that are like, you keep mentioning this phrase, your story, your story. Just really quickly, for those who may not understand or haven't really been in our world, can you kind of give a very brief definition of what that even means and how that even translates into business and your message that you put out into the world.
1: Mm. Yeah. I think that sometimes in the marketing world, and the entrepreneur world, we think about story as like the origin story of your business. You know, like, oh, I help people generate leads because I had a time in my life where I had a hard time generating leads and so that's my story around it but really and we're probably gonna wrap this up because mr shiloh (laughs) is um needing some attention here but like the sum total of your story is like your life experiences and like everything around that it's yeah oh there's the spit up all the parent entrepreneurs are like relatable um Your story is the sum total of your life experiences, everything, everything that's happened. There's a place in your business and in the work that you do now for everything that's happened to you and everything that's happened for you. So when we talk about story, we're not just talking about these cute cookie cutter little stories of like, oh, I suffered because I didn't generate leads and now I know how to generate leads. So now I help people with that. It's like, no, I help people understand their story because I know what it feels like to be suppressed but it feels like to say you need to live in a box. And so I help entrepreneurs express more of who they really are in their marketing because it's directly connected to the most powerful parts of my story. So I think that's probably what I would say to that. There's probably so much more that we can go in on. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're going to wrap this up. This is a powerful experience for me. Thank you for watching and or listening and witnessing my process in this. And um,
0: thank you for being here on this journey with us.
1: Yeah, this is the journey. Like has been beautiful. (laughs) This whole thing. So if you want to join the conversation around this or uh, just the whole conversation of being a Christian who feels like you're recovering from religion, you're looking for a deeper connection with Jesus or with God, um, or even if you are not currently identifying as a Christian, we have a Facebook group. It's called The Recovering Christian Entrepreneur, Money, Marketing, and Your Message. And you can find that at bit.ly slash Recovering Entrepreneur Group. You can find Carla on Instagram as Carla Thina, And I'm on Facebook, Cam Snow. Cam with a K, Carla with a K. So thank you all for showing up, for listening in. And we will see you on the next episode.
0: Bye, guys.